0: CL-ers the way it is. Now we're joined uh, on the line by Dr. Tara Shine. Now Tara, we've spoken to on the phone before. She's a native of Kilkenny educated uh, for a large part of her education in Kilkenny. She's author of How to Save Your Planet, One Object at a Time. She's co-CEO of uh, Change by Degrees. She's an advisor in climate and sustainability. She's a public speaker. She's a TV presenter. Um, And it's great to talk to you, Tara. Thanks so much because I know you're really busy. Well, you're always really busy. But uh, as always, great to talk to you. And this time we're talking to you about your participation in a new BBC series, um, the first of, I think it's, is it eight, uh, taking place tomorrow night um, at eight o'clock on BBC.
1: Hi, Sue. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, the first of initial two two parts come out uh, now, and then hopefully maybe the BBC will com- commission some more after that. And it's all around um, like the practical steps that need to be taken by governments and companies and people to uh, to really kind of try and halt the climate emergency. So the first program looks at transport and has a real zoom in on electric cars and how much of the solution are they and then the second program which will be on the 1st of August is about heating your homes and um, has a sharp focus on heat pumps, but looks at other options as well. So we're kind of looking at transport and residential heat um, in the two programs.
0: Okay, so it's two rather than eight. Sorry, I was. Two.
1: Yeah, but no, you keep saying eight, then Sue, maybe they'll uh, commission them all the faster.
0: (laughs) I think I was looking at 8pm, which we need to get into people's (laughs) minds um, as well. But they're the two things, aren't they? When I think about my life, I live out in the country, I kind of need to have well i really do need to have a car and it's very difficult to have something other than oil heating at the moment though you know alternatives are are coming along but for ordinary people they're the two big focuses or that's what i think about myself anyway um yeah and, and so you're talking um about electric cars and the title is what they really mean for you. What are are you focusing on for your part of the first documentary then tomorrow night, Tara?
1: Yeah, so there are three presenters. So there's myself and Michelle Ackerley and Justin Rowland, who's the BBC climate correspondent. Um, And on my part, I look at um, how lithium ion batteries are made. Um, so what's the process how do they work so that's really that was really interesting and yeah I went to the University of Warwick to look at that I also um, inter- interviewed some specialists in the supply chain so all those metals um, and components mm-hmm. that go into making these batteries because there's lots of questions about that around how ethical are the supply chains and what about these precious metals have we got enough of them they're the primary cost of making an electric car more expensive than a petrol or diesel car so why is it so expensive and are we gonna have enough of these materials to make the number of car batteries um, that we need to? So lots of lots of access to good kind of experts around what the future looks like um, there. And then Justin and Michelle are also looking at like chargers, are there enough of them? Is there enough money going into the infrastructure? Justin also has some fun with some kind of uh, older cars that are then retrofitted to be electric. Um, and we look at some of the alternatives, too, like, you know, there are people say, you know, maybe it won't be EVs. Will it be hydrogen cars? So I go for a drive in one of those and learn a bit more about that. Um, and then I also have some fun in a very fast old car and um, looking at a, a, another, another alternative, which may be something for kind of the Formula One industry and maybe for aviation, which is synthetic fuel. So um, petrol that's literally made out of water and air. Wow.
0: Very good. Yeah.
1: Um, so it covers all of that. So it's really like a, a broad brush approach, but but looks very much at the trials and tribulations of people living in different contexts, urban and rural, and what it means for them uh, to own an EV. There are people on the programme who had an EV and will never have one again. There's others who are complete converts. So um, you'll get all sides of the story. Because
0: one thing we do know, um, I think it's the same here as in the UK, isn't it? That there'd be no um, petrol or diesel cars For sale after 2030
1: that's the aim that by uh by 2030 we won't be selling any new petrol or diesel cars um and uh you know i think that's a really important ambition um and as you say for some people like you you have to have a car to to get to work to get around if you live in a rural area but for urban areas we certainly don't want to be just replacing every car with another car or for two car families what alternatives can we think about so it's really Ultimately, we need more active transport, more public transport. Um, like we need to rethink the way we we kind of design our daily life so that we're not so reliant on cars, because just the whole production of cars in itself uses a hell of a lot of resources, whether they're electric or petrol.
0: Yeah, and a lot of people are getting very worried about the whole lithium mining issue as well. Do you go into that in this um, yeah. documentary? Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's one of the things I looked at. So, you know, where does the lithium come from? How is that affected by geopolitics? How is it affected by supply and demand? So um, China, for example, decided early on, you know, we are going to be best in the world at these electric cars. We are going to be the center of production for lithium ion batteries. So they are therefore the the primary users uh, of lithium which you know last year for example uh, post-COVID there was a a shortage in the price of lithium went very high it's gone back down again since so we look at that and we look at the other components of the batteries um, some of which Come from countries with, um, you know, very poor human rights records. Uh, what are the requirements of companies to to actually procure ethical metals to put into the batteries, so that when we as the consumers are buying one of these cars, um, that we're assured that it's coming from uh, from a good place. You know, and that doesn't just apply to electric cars. I mean, these batteries are in the phone that I'm talking to you on. They're in so many of our electric, electronic appliances that we fundamentally depend on. So, um, a lot of it is going to be around how we reuse and repurpose all of these lithium iron batteries that exist in our lives now. So, none of them go to waste.
0: Yeah, I noticed my lawnmower battery charger is, is a lithium um, battery. And mm. wh- where, where do they come from? And what are the human rights like? for the people who are involved in the mining and whose countries are being mined for lithium, Tara?
1: So it varies. It varies according to to the metal um, and to where they're from. So you'll find out lots more of that if you chew in, tune in tomorrow evening yeah. at 8pm on BBC One. So we will answer all of those questions. For example, for example cobalt, which is really important in, um, in these batteries that we rely on, like I say, for our phones and, and electric cars and so many other things. Your lawnmower probably um, some vacuum cleaners, you know, keep on thinking. They're everywhere right now. Um, and cobalt, the majority of cobalt in the world comes from the Democratic Republic of Congo, um, where there have been, uh, you know, much connections with um, human rights abuses, um, connections with children working in mines that are poorly regulated, lots of artisanal illegal mining happening, um, and a real a real quandary there around an industry which is obviously a very important source of income. For local people, but at the same time, they need to have their rights as workers and as human beings respected. So a lot of that falls to to the companies and um, to be diligent around their supply chains. And again, there's a lot of new regulation coming down the line in the European Union where companies have to disclose um, lots and lots about their supply chains, not just about the environmental footprint about their supply chains, but also what's the social impact of their supply chains. Um, and so we can we will be able to demand a lot more of our car manufacturers and others to be transparent with us about where all the components come from, how the end of life of those things is managed, how they're going to reuse or remanufacture everything, not waste anything. And, um, you know, that's all on its way.
0: Um, you've been doing this, you've been trying to educate us for quite a long time, Tara, uh, before it was ever um, popular or profitable. <laughs> and it's it's what you do. You're a consultant to um, all sorts of people and you're a wonderful um, educator. You always sound optimistic and cheerful but are you in your core optimistic you know looking at the summer that people are having particularly in mm. europe and the temperatures and the sea temperatures and so on do you manage to stay optimistic because you know more than most of us about all of this
1: see so i'm a frustrated optimist so um <laughs> i just can't believe that we have so much Evidence of what we're doing wrong, uh, so much evidence of the benefits of doing things differently, and we're still not doing it. So, you know, I, I hoped it would never get to the point that we'd have to be really hard hit by the impacts of climate change to kind of wake up and do things differently, but clearly that's where we are. And clearly it's becoming more and more political, not less political, the whole issue. And um, so, you know, what I do every day in Change by Degrees is we work on building the awareness and the skills in businesses and organizations to be able to do things differently so that we can actually start to take action um to solve to solve the problem Um, but you know i see you know there's just a there's a lack of leadership a a lack of of this awareness and these skills to actually break away from the business as usual and do things differently and that makes me frustrated because it's so evidently in our faces right now that um doing what we're doing now okay. is is wrecking wrecking things yeah
0: and and just a quick
1: one should
0: we all be trying mm. to buy an electric car if we can afford it
1: no you should be walking everywhere you can walk cycling everywhere <laughs> you can cycle and getting on every bit of public transport you can find and what and do if you I don't do have those my diesel things, car. argue for them your diesel car is, well, it's, it's bad for your health more than anything, your diesel car. So a diesel car is biggest damage, even, you know, even before you get to climate change is air pollution. So if you or anybody in your family has any kind of respiratory problems or if there's any asthma in your family, then get rid of your diesel car.
0: OK, and buy an electric one. No, walk, but I can't walk that far. No, no.
1: But, you know, look at my my electric car is a 2015 electric car. It's an older one, which means that it was cheaper, but I compromise on the range. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, newer ones. Yes, they are more expensive than a newer pet their diesel car but their resale value is really really high at the moment all electric cars yeah yeah really high so um, and then there's more and more means of paying for them imaginatively and spread out over years than they used to be in the past so so that helps so it would be very much i mean it very much depends on everybody's individual circumstance and the resources you have available and you know all of those things but i would say number one message is if you could take one journey out of your out of your week where you drive the car somewhere within one to two kilometres and you switch that to your bike or your feet. That is the most impactful thing you can do. You're making a difference.
0: Okay, listen, that's fantastic. It's always really interesting talking to you and you will be part of that team um, on uh, that documentary. What cars, electric cars, what they really mean for you. That's on eight o'clock tomorrow evening on BBC One. And were you devastated by the All-Ireland result very quickly, Tara? being a kilkenny oh car. look
1: i yeah but i have a split house my dad's from limerick my mum's from kilkenny so oh um yeah
0: that was that was a split household all right
1: <laughs> very split okay. houses, yeah yeah
0: <laughs> T- tara thanks so much for joining us great to talk to you as okay. always thanks, thank you bye-bye and you can find tara and her website change by uh degrees uh, but that show coming up on bbc tomorrow tuesday at eight o'clock, uh, about electric cars. KCLOR's the way it is. That's just the way-